My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello, Stitchers! Hey! Welcome back to another exciting episode. This one is super fun. You want to know why? Why? It's Halloween time! (gasps) Spooky time! Spooky time! The whole month of October is spooky time. I know, but Halloween is really right around the corner now. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love Halloween. Me too. Well, what's got you in stitches, though? Uh, Okay. Speaking of Halloween, (laughs) our theme, our theme for this week is Halloween. We have more haunted houses coming your way. Oh, yeah. And our movie is pretty awesome. Oh, it's such a good Halloween movie. It is so good. But what has me in stitches this week is my kids wanted to be crazy things for Halloween this year. Of course they do. Okay, that fits their personality. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It does. But none of these costumes that they want Uh exist. Isn't that the hardest thing ever? So I can't go the lazy mom route and just pick up Amazon and be like, okay, I need this costume. And that's what we did. (laughs) Yeah. And have like it in pajama form. And there you go. And you're done. I love that. It's so easy. But no, this year is not easy for This year they wanted costumes that don't exist. Of course. My son wants to be Rick Astley so he can go around and Rick roll everybody. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Do you have one for him ready to go? Yeah. I bought a red wig. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> I have a red wig. And then I bought him. He's going to wear, I have a black and white striped shirt nice. that he's going to wear. And nice. I bought him a black blazer. Oh, and he has right. black pants. So, you know, that he's was ready. a relatively easy one to do. Okay. And he's learned the dance and he's going to oh, rick roll it. everybody when they ask him what, what his you- costume is, which I think is. That's awesome. You know, I, that's I got behind clever. that costume. That was that was good. Did real quick though. Yes. My my kids were talking about that this morning, right? Yes. And they're like, I go, do you know what that is? Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> when I was like, what, wait, what? <laughs> you know, you're old when your kids. Oh my gosh, <laughs> a long time a ago, long. back in the 1900s. <laughs> No! Oh, no so that's awesome though i'm glad he's that costume yeah so the other two followed suit so i had to piece everything together i think i've got it okay it should all be here before the big crossing day. your fingers I'm crossing my fingers oh, but yeah that, that's what had me in stitches and you're trying to figure out how to do the costume when your daughters year. are in, like an obscure show right yeah they're they wanted to be characters from a show called paranormal park which, which i've never heard of a relatively new show on okay. netflix and it's a cartoon and it's okay. really cute and it's really fun mm-hmm. and season two just came out okay this month okay and so there aren't costumes with these characters of course. On it. so i had to piece together the one of them is like there's a little devil girl named courtney she's a demon oh but cool she's, she wants she's to be fun. a demon she wants to be a demon <laughs> yes <laughs> so like i'm buying these demon costume nice. parts for my for my so you have to explain to other people yeah my daughter's a demon <laughs> it's a cartoon it's a, it's a cartoon demon. character yeah so oh, yeah and then my older daughter who is the antithesis of this character like she, yeah she's not interested in anything girly not interested in makeup not interested and in, you know she's 
almost 12 right and not interested in girly stuff yet mm-hmm. still very nerdy Good. wants to be Stay this sexy little bombshell of a Which character is opposite right it's so funny to me i'm like really you don't want to be a dragon again for the fifth year in a yeah, row she was making a dragon head i remember that yeah. why didn't she do that she loves dragons yeah That's her thing she was making it the last time i was was over yep no? nope nope she's gonna be this bombshell oh, i'm like okay oh she's changed no stay my little right i'd rather be don't grow up i know yeah but that's okay it'll be fun but yeah so that's what has me in stitches good job what about you okay you know what grinds my gears (laughs) (laughs) lucky there's a family guy i'm gonna i don't know how to speak the his accent very well but grinds my gears okay so you go to Target. Yes. And love Target. I love Target. Target's yes. my, my hang. And you go in the front and you're like, oh, the dollar area, like the yeah. cheap area. And you're One, like three and five dollars. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you go for the Halloween stuff, right? Yes. And it's Christmas stuff. <gasps> what? What's that? Halloween has not even happened yet. Yeah. It's, it's this month. And you're like, why am I in the month of October? And I'm seeing Christmas trees and Christmas decorations. What? and. And this happened like early October and it's like now obviously Halloween's right around the corner. They're right. like, we don't care anymore and we're just going to do all Hollow- or all Christmas stuff. But yeah, what is that? No, 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 no. Don't move to the next holiday nope. until that holiday is passed. At least Because over. if you are a procrastinator like me, yes. <laughs> you are not getting your Halloween stuff right? until like the week of. The week of. And it's like mid-October yeah. and it's gone? Yeah, it was gone. It was, uh, I, yeah, this was a while ago. And I, I, I just keep going back to Target because I go like weekly, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, yeah, it's Target. And yeah, it's just like bare of Halloween in the do- dollar area. They still have like the costumes and they mm-hmm. still have candy right in the back area, way back area. But when you come in the front, you expect halloween halloween right? and and thanksgiving fall what Anything happened fall. to thanksgiving what happened to fall right it's all it's gone, gone. and in southern california we haven't really experienced fall oh, weather no. yet <laughs> it's still been it's in the hundreds kind of getting there now <laughs> yeah we started dropping into the 80s yeah it's a little misty today yeah but not yeah it was terrible so oh, and my, my husband's my theory heart. yeah is that they just get one big shipment like mm-hmm. they're not going to get any more and they just throw everything out and once it's gone it's gone yeah which I what, get, but what happened to Christmas not appearing until Thanksgiving, right? Come that was on, how retailers, we grew up. stop pushing Christmas. Man. Pretty soon it's going to be Christmas all year round. <laughs> That's how it feels. I know. <laughs> like Amazon's already the the Amazon deals came and went, right? The Christmas. Christmas catalogs are Christmas out. Christmas catalogs. No, not yet. No, it is October. Hold your horses. Yeah, calm down. Give me a breathing room. <laughs> Let us celebrate our holidays before you take Halloween, them away. Right? So that's what uh, got me in stitches. Oh. So, but hey, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween, everyone. So excited. I hope you guys have such a good time. If you have kids, if you don't have kids, if you're partying, if you're giving candy out, if you're watching spooky movies. Spooky movies. That's my favorite. Yes. So happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Celebrate. Enjoy. Celebrate safely. Yes. And I'm ready to dive into this week's episode. What about you, Nicole? Yeah, but you got to do some stitches first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to dive into some stitches. I'm Let's so get stitching. About the stitches. Let's get stitching. Okay, 
stitchers. So for this week's stitching, because we are continuing on with part two of Haunted Houses, I thought we would do another way of looking at lace patterns. Lace. Another thing that you kind of find around old creepy houses. <laughs> and this is a technique called fillet crochet. Which is very similar to like cross stitch, right? Yes. So Which makes me so excited. I know. I, I was like, Nicole... This is going to be a new amigurumi thing. I'm not taking your amigurumi Don't away you take from it you. Away. Never. Don't you do that. Never. Okay, okay. But this will be a new thing for you that I you bet. are going to fall in love with. I bet. I, I saw what you made. Yes. It's so cool. <laughs> and now it's going to be something I do, right? Yeah, it's okay. really fun. So the whole concept between behind filet crochet mm -hmm. is you have a pattern that you're working off of, right? Okay. And so you can do it, set it up like a cross stitch where you have the uh, graph paper nice. set up. And you're working with spaces mm -hmm. and filled in spaces. That's pretty much it. So mm -hmm. you're either creating a space or you're filling in a space. So cool. Right? And so it works on a pattern of three. So each box is going to be three stitches. It's either going to be three double crochets, mm -hmm. and that is a solid block. Oh. Or it's going to be a double crochet and two chains. Really? Yes. That's it. That's it. What? That's it. So you are either, if it's solid mm -hmm. on the pattern, mm -hmm. then it's going to be three double crochets in the same for stitch. that block. Yes, for that block. Okay. It's not in the same stitch, but oh. it'll be three double crochets in a row. Okay. Oh, in a row. Okay. Yes, three double crochets in a row. If it is a not a solid, if it's a space, then it will be a double crochet, chain two, and you skip two on the bottom. Wow. And that, that's what creates the space. Oh. Yeah. And so you wind up with this really cool design. I know. Of it's spaces so neat. and filled in blocks. And so what I made, I made part of a shawl that I found huge. it is huge how long it's actually like a table you? runner so ideally when you're doing filet crochet mm -hmm. I used regular lionheart yeah, yarn, yeah lionheart. favorite red heart red heart I <laughs> you got it, it what I, you said what I do yeah so we I used my favorite red heart yarn red heart. I've got so much of it okay. but a lot of people will use DK floss Really? Or DMC floss. DMC That's what floss, it is. yeah. A lot of people will use DMC floss. Really? Yes. To, with their crochet hooks? With their crochet, crochet hooks. Wow. You use the tiniest oh, okay. hook. Okay. And you do it out of floss. That would so be you, so hard, though. It's, it's tiny. tiny. Yeah. It's tiny. And you can make really detailed things that way. Wow. Or you use like fingerling yarn, the smallest, thinnest yarn. Okay. And you use tiny hooks, like two millimeter hooks. Wow. And you crochet these little things. So it's usually much smaller than this. So I use, that's why this is so big. Got it. It's because I used big yarn. But it's so I still cool. used a small hook. I mean, I used a four millimeter oh, hook. Okay. I think if I went any smaller than that, the yarn would just slip off the That'd hook too easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the size of the yarn. But yeah, it's, it's simple. You are either filling in the space with three double crochets mm -hmm. or you're sinking a double crochet followed by two chains to create a space this. you can absolutely can do, do this. this did you find this pattern i'm looking at this she made this it's like i'd say it's like almost five feet long and about three feet wide is that what this looks like maybe two feet two feet yeah two feet? probably about two feet like it but it is very feet. long it's very long <laughs> Did you find a pattern on something for this one? Yes, this pattern I found on Blue Star Crochet, and it's actually a shawl. She makes this big, long shawl, and you do three of this pattern together, and I only did one round of the pattern. Could you make this into like a duster, like a long cardigan sweater Absolutely. Thing? You can do whatever you <gasps> want with a filet that. crochet. 
Yes. I actually made a blanket for my husband using a filet crochet. Really? Yes. And I made it a plaid pattern. That's so what right. I did is I did a whole blanket just using the filet crochet, which means I'm just doing a double crochet followed by two chains, double crochet followed by two chains. And That's you have it. this big holy waffle thing. Wow. And then I would make these big long chains that I would weave in and out. That is and so it made cool. a plaid. Yeah, it made a really cool plaid Good blanket. Job. Yeah. I like it. I'm totally going to try this. Yeah, you will love this. So everybody, you can create your own. Just grab some graph paper, fill mm -hmm. in some squares and leave some blank and make up your own little pattern. I would love to do our logo. I So I'm going to try to figure Yay! out how to do our logo like that. to do that. Yes. I'm going to, yeah, and I'll do a video of her, the one that she just did. Wait, again, yes. how long did this take you? This took me, well, a couple of days because, oh, okay. yeah, because I... You had to put it down. I kept having to put okay. it down and pick it up. You know, I have a farm. I have kids. I'm running <laughs> around doing stuff. So, you know, probably I would say maybe about four or five hours total but to do that. It's huge. It's really big, yeah. It is five by two or something that like that. That is just it's, so it's cool. Pattern. I just think about how long it takes me to do like a small amigurumi thing. Yes. It's like three days or something yeah and she did this big long shawl thing and that's just a short amount of time it goes fast when you're when you, you when you're crocheting spaces pattern too, right? you do have to keep track of the pattern yeah so okay. there is a little bit of counting involved but it's pretty easy to go back and count the spaces and, and count where they are on the grid so it's not too bad when you start it off is it just a big one long chain right it's one long chain and then i double crocheted the whole thing oh back okay yeah that's the border. All the way back to make the border. Yes. That is so cool. Yay. Well, you guys, I hope you try this because I've never heard of this. Yeah. If and you it's guys, neat. If you guys are big time on the filet crochet, please send us your. Yeah. If you've done it before. Yeah. Send us what you've worked on. That'd We'd love so cool. to see pictures of what you guys have created. Yeah. Because you can do so much. Like, I can't wait to to change colors and yes. do all kinds of things with this because you can change colors when you're doing the the blocks to fill it in oh and have gosh. one solid background if you want to there's so many things you endless can do with possibilities endless possibilities very cool yeah i'm so excited to try it so send us what you make at the ominous stitch at gmail.com or comment on any of our socials we want to see what you're working on we want to connect with you so drop us a line we will give you guys a shout out shout out and we want to talk to you guys soon. Yeah. So that's enough filet crochet talk. Okay. Are we ready to get to story time? I like story time. It's story time. Okay, Stitchers, are we ready for some more spooky haunted houses? Ooh, real Ooh. haunted houses. Real haunted houses. And so we prepared a bunch of these we, and we didn't get through them all last time. We so, wanted to do it, but we couldn't. Yeah. So we're going to try to get through the rest of them today. Yeah. I have two more. You have two more. That's right. Let's make this happen. All right. You're still east of the Mississippi. I am east of the Mississippi. And Angela's going to start us out today. <gasps> oh. Yeah. We are going to start in Virginia. Oh, hey, Virginia. West Virginia. No, just no, Virginia. No, wrong one. You know, I know who's from Virginia, one. though? Who? Dave Matthews. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry. That was the first, like, big girl concert I went to was Dave Matthews That's band. That's so cool. Yeah, I was in college. How cute is that? I love that. <laughs> I was, that, Dave Matthews, well, that wasn't my first concert, but Dave Matthews I fell in love with in college, which I think is normal for most people. Yes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, oh, oh, I'm, I can go on and on. Yeah. I'm like was, going crazy over it. So yeah, okay. it was fun. That was my first big girl concert. So Yay! I will like remember that forever. Aww. Yeah, it was fun. But we're going to Virginia. Okay, we're going to Virginia. 
And we are going to Virginia Beach, Virginia, to a place called Fairy Plantation. Fairy, like fairyland, like a little like a fairy, F E R R Y, fairy, like like a boat, fairy boat. Yes, I was like, oh, like fluttery fairies. (laughs) Yes, because the the point, uh, Fairy Plantation. Let me read to read this to you. This is from fairyplantation.org. Okay, so the website for the Fairy Plantation, right? Awesome, (laughs) because we know how websites work. Yay, internet. Yeah, we yeah, got internet. It. Okay. Fairy Plantation first got its name in 1642. Whoa. Right? It is old school. Old. Old, old. 1642, when the ferry boat service ran the Linhaven Waterway. As far as we have traced back, there may have been as many as 11 stops along the river. The ferry operator was summoned by a signal cannon. Ooh. One at each of the 11 stops. Wouldn't so to get the like ferry to come loud? over, you fire a cannon. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Boom. Ah, I'm awake. Right. I'm awake. <laughs> I need the ferry. <laughs> it seems a little like it's aggressive, excessive. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little aggressive. Three of these cannons have been located. So they found three of the 11 oh, cannons. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Seville Gaskin was the ferry operator in 1642. I like that name. Seville. Yes, I love it. I'm the barber of Seville. (laughs) Okay. He was commissioned for a year by Adam Thorogood II for 800 pounds of tobacco. Oh, hey. (laughs) Right? Need that. Uh, He liked his smoke. He needs that smoke, yeah. (laughs) Interesting. This is the precise figure of a debt of his. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. So maybe he owed somebody 800 pounds pounds of tobacco. Did he steal that from somebody? I don't know. <laughs> That's a there lot. There is a story there. Yeah, there is. That's crazy. The second Princess Anne Courthouse was built on the plantation near the present location of Old Donation Church. Oh. This was the courthouse that held part of a trial of Grace Sherwood. Remember this name, okay. Grace Sherwood. Grace is good. She is Virginia's only convicted witch. What? That was tried by water and found guilty of witchcraft. It, this meaning tried by water, meaning they threw her in the water to see if she could sw- like swim when she's like tied up and then she drowns. She's tied up. Yep. And they're like, oh, if she gets out, she's a witch. If she floats, she's a witch. Right. If she sinks, she was innocent. That's. She was. I'm shaking my head. A witch. So guess which way she went? She floated? She floated. What? Yeah. So that's how they knew she was a witch. She didn't die in the water. Wait, did she? Did they tie her up to do she this She was too? tied up. So I don't know how she floated, but she floated. So I don't know how that worked, but hey. Good for her though, but not at the same time. <laughs> way to be a witch there, Grace. Yeah, yeah. Way to go. So Grace was jailed for some time in a now long gone timber courthouse. The trial took place on July 10th in 1706. At that time, the church that was used, built in 1692, was the Brick Church. So there had been lots of buildings at this this site, right? This was outgrown and was was replaced with Old Donation Episcopal that stands on the location today. So the Old Donation Church stands on the Old Brick Church where Grace was tried, right? Got it. And it was completed in 1736. Wow. So still... 25 years ago later like almost 30 years later 30 right. yep okay. 1706 hashtag 1736 math. hashtag math yep. all right <laughs> so good at we it. got this the third princess Anne courthouse was built in 1735 so a year before mm-hmm. of brick on ferry plantation to replace the timber courthouse mm. this was built closer to the ferry landing this courthouse was used until 1751 the stocks and the pillory were taken from ferry plantation in 1751 to the new courthouse oh. location at newton Newton. Newton. Newtown or Newton? 
uh, we're going to go with Newton. No, oh, right. Newtown Newton. <laughs> Newtown Newton. Newtown. The Walk family, owning the property at that time, built the manor house Ooh. and used the former courthouse as a kitchen. Oh, hey. hey. Oh, that must have been a big kitchen. Right? Huge. A courthouse okay. is now a kitchen. Sweet. There have been several dig sites open for the public to see the remains of the past and telling the family history. In 1829, the Walk Manor House burned to the ground. Oh, no. It was not until two years later that George and Elizabeth Walk Macintosh. Elizabeth was Walk. She married George Macintosh. So now they're the Macintosh family. Did they do those good uh, good computers there? Hey, <laughs> I'm just trying to be <laughs> silly. All right. Stop. I love it. Uh, they built from the good bricks of the Manor House, mm-hmm. the house that stands on the plantation today. So the house that's on the plantation today was built in 1829. Got it. Oh, no, no, no. Two years later, 1830. Because oh, math. Because math. <laughs> We're so good at it, aren't we? Oh, man. Yeah. It was built for their 17-year-old son, Charles Fleming Macintosh. Can oh. you imagine at 17 getting a big old plantation no, house? I really can't. That's insane. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine getting anything bigger than a car, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I got the use of a car at 17. Oh, hey. hey. That I got to share with my siblings, nice. right? Uh, not a whole plantation manor. No. Goodness me. Right. At the beginning of the Civil War, he and his family were against secession. However, as many young Virginians did, Uh we're in Virginia, right? He had no choice. When Virginia seceded, Charles resigned his U.S. Navy commission and was commissioned by the Confederate Navy to be captain of the CSS Louisiana. Ferry Plantation is currently being renovated by the Friends of the Ferry Plantation House Incorporated in partnership with the city of Virginia Beach. But the house is open to the public as a museum for tours and educational center. And you can go check them out and go check on a tour. They do do ghost tours. Ghost tours. Yeah. All of the places that I've talked about in the last couple weeks do have haunted tours. Do have ghost tours and you can go visit. Thank you for giving ghost tours. Yes. Here's a little more information I found on the fairyplantation.org website. So it was built on Native American hunting grounds. What? Yes. They took that over and the homes got a raft of ghosts from passengers of shipwrecked ferry to a boy who fell from a window. Oh, no. Docents have watched the ghost of an enslaved man walk (gasps) across the room and tend a long boarded up fireplace. How did he know he's enslaved? Is he in His name is Henry. No, but he has a name. He he was a slave named Henry. So they know they have a They know him. Yes. He has a past. And once he was freed, he continued to work at the house because he... Actually, they were nice to him and he enjoyed oh. it. Apparently is okay. the story behind that. Okay. But he did continue to work there after he was freed. Wow. Another paranormal presence is Grace Sherwood, Uh-oh. who was There's accused Grace. of witchcraft in the 1700s and found guilty by ducking, which was a process of her being bound. We already talked about this. Mm-hmm. She was bound and dropped into deep water. And if she drowned, it means that she was innocent. And if she floated, it means she was Was a it witch. salt water? It could because have been. Because salt water would have totally let her right? float. Right. It would have been so much easier to float. Right. And if I were Grace, yes. I would totally haunt the F out of wherever I <laughs> right? died. Wherever she died. Because like, she died dude. on the grounds at the fairy plantation. So we have. Excuse me of witchcraft. A Native American Watch hunting me be a ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Okay, sorry, sorry. I will be a witch. And I will be you. a witch. Yes. So we have witches. We okay. have Native American hunting grounds. Sweet. And we have enslaved people. 
Cool. And a boy who fell out of a window. It's a hodgepodge of ghosts. Right? Lots of ghosts. Thankfully, after seven years in prison, she was released. Oh, oh. she was released. <laughs> <laughs> so Research. she was released. Yeah, she was released. What? I know. So maybe I wouldn't haunt them. Well, no. I've, if well, I, I were mean, still incarcerated. Still it was 1700. Yeah, so, if I were you know. still incarcerated for something that I didn't do, I would still haunt them. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, after seven years in prison, she was released. Hey. <laughs> Surprise to us. And in 2006, she was officially exonerated. In 2006. That is way too long. <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe they're expecting her to stop haunting. Like, oh, okay, you're oh, not a witch. We're sorry. <laughs> and it, it's for a long, long time. We're sorry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Poor you girl. can stay overnight there too so you can <gasps> book a tour but you can also stay overnight. is it like an airbnb or is it you book it through the website i'm guessing like that i think one. you book it through okay. the website cool it's not known how long ago spirits first began to inhabit fairy plantation house but there have been rumors of activity throughout the 20th century and now into the 21st Ooh. we do know that the peninsula upon which fairy sits has been lived on since at least the 1500s oh, okay. when the native americans probably the chespian mm who also built towns across the Linhaven River, used the area as hunting grounds. Wow. The director of the fairy plantation, Belinda Nash, personally found dozens of arrowheads while, while gardening out on the property and during the construction of the old Donation Farms neighborhood, hmm. construction crews found what is believed as a Native American graveyard. Oh, no. Yep. Poltergeist. Poltergeist, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, here's a little more. For many years, local residents said that even while the house was unoccupied, lights inside the house would turn themselves on. They still do, according to several volunteers. Mm. One of the duties is to go to every room in the house, making sure the lights are off when ferry closes for the day. Many times when opening the house for the next day of tours, volunteers will find the lights on on the third floor. What? In the pitch black darkness that surrounded the house in the days before the old Donation Farms development was built, strange balls of light could be seen dancing around the roof. Wow. Right? For many years in the 1980s, the last owner of the house, Mrs. Halren, hired caretakers to watch over the house because she was moving to a nursing home. The caretakers would regularly see particular residual ghostly scenes play out usually on Saturday evenings. Mm. The spirit of an old African-American gentleman would come up from the basement, cross the room, and kneel in front of the west wall, apparently intent on some long-ago task. After a few minutes, he would rise up and go back through the door of which he came. Years later, restorations in that room revealed a fireplace behind the wall. Ooh. So that is our dear friend Henry. Wait, why on Saturdays? I don't know. Is that for That's tourism? Yeah, it's for that's when they're open at night for the ghost tours, Saturday night. Saturday. In the course of the investigation through EVPs, paranormal investigators discovered that his name was Henry and that he had lived in the slaves' quarters on the third floor of the old kitchen. He'd lived out his entire life on the plantation, even after the Emancipation Proclamation was issued on January 1st of 1863. Further EVPs picked up by investigators from the third floor suggest that he was content with his life, hmm. had nowhere better to go, and that his favorite pastime was going fishing. Hey. 
Docent Mrs. Nash used to bring her granddaughter Kathleen to ferry from time to time, uh, from the time she was an infant. When Kathleen was a toddler, she would periodically mention the presence of a man with a beard wearing a dirty shirt and painting a picture on the second floor landing of the staircase. One day, Mrs. Nash was given a copy of a watercolor of the Walk Manor House and farm as it appeared in the early 1800s, painted from memory by General Thomas H. Williamson, and his dates are 1813 to 1888. He was the son of, a for- of former owners Thomas and Ann Walk Williamson. We've since located a photograph of General Williamson, and though he's not wearing a dirty shirt, he otherwise seems to match Kathleen's description. Ooh, cool. Right? Not one cool? Yes. Caretakers reported that there were at least two children in the house during their time in the house. Two children, a boy and a girl, were seen by a former docent on the second story landing, pressed up against the wall at the top of the stairs. After their brief appearance, startling the docent, they disappeared. Oh, peace out. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) One child favored by many paranormal investigators is Eric a young boy who allegedly lost his life by falling from a window in what is known as the conference room. This is the one you were talking about yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Children's voices have been picked up in that room, hmm. both as EVPs and as audible voices. Do you think that's residual? I think it's a residual. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. If it's the same scene, like like yeah. the Henry going to the fireplace, right. that's absolutely residual. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if they are talking back to you. Yeah, if it changes. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. If I feel like if you're just hearing. If you're just hearing like voices laughter and voices. laughter and it's the same thing over yeah. and over, and, you know, obviously residual. Yeah. Toys sometimes move on their own. Ooh. Eric's demise had to have taken place after 1850 when the West Edition was added to the house. So you think that change, changing things around always stirs up. Yes. Yeah, renovations, energy. that's another mm-hmm. thing. Renovations, or if you're preparing for some big event, the energy shifts. Yeah. yeah. It's funny when you talk about the toys that reminded me of Poltergeist, when the guy's like, oh, yeah, we recorded a, a car moving a toy, moving on its own over like seven hours or something. Yeah, like, it moved time. like an inch yeah. every it's hour. Like had to, it's, by the naked eye, you couldn't see it. but And then yeah. he opens up the door and all the toys are yeah, like yeah. going he's crazy. Like, he's like, well, here's yeah. the room. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> I love it. The little girl could have been the spirit of Bessie McIntosh, daughter of Charles F. and Isabella McIntosh, who passed away in 1860 at the age of five. Oh, five. Yeah. Bessie does fit the description of several sightings of a little girl with ringlets wearing Mary Jane shoes. Oh, sad. Yeah. Port City Paranormal, based in Wilmington, North Carolina, has investigated Ferry many times. Mm. The team photo documents each room beforehand. In one of the photos of the green room, they noticed an anomaly in the window. They lighted the picture and zoomed in on the image. What they found standing in the window is mind-boggling. And I wish I had the picture of it. I don't have it, so I'm going to try to find it. Do you think it's the kid then? It's got to be somebody. Yeah. It's probably the kid. It's probably the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Eric. Oh, Eric. Or Bessie. Oh. Another photograph taken in the best parlor shows a sad looking pregnant woman dressed in blue reflected in the window. I did see this picture. I'll see if I can pull it up for you. 
There was no one in the room matching that description at the time the photo was taken. Oh, creepy. We do know that Mrs. Charles F. McIntosh was eight months pregnant at the time of her husband's death in the Civil War, serving in the Confederate Navy. Mm -hmm. He was a captain of the Ironclad Louisiana when it was destroyed by David Fargo's Union armies in 1862. Captain McIntosh died from his injuries on May 13th, and his son Charles Jr. was born the following June. Oh, sad. Right. Many other paranormal teams have investigated Ferry over the years, and some of their evidence can be seen if you go to their website. Yeah. If you go to theferryplantation.org, yeah. you can see some of the Ooh, evidence there. Fun. And on YouTube. So of there's course. been a lot of, obviously, you can look it up on YouTube. I did watch. Everything's on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. I did watch some investigations of Fairy Plantation on YouTube. Nice. And they were very, very fun. Oh, cool. So it's I'll a, it's a really it cool place to check out. So like I mentioned before, you can take a night tour of Fairy. They do it on Friday nights. Ooh. Friday night frights That's is what they call it. Ooh. Or you can rent out the house for the night. <gasps> yeah, yeah. With a donation of $250 for up to 12 people. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. We should do like a meetup there or something. Yes. Oh, oh well, that'd be cool. That. Okay. So bring your own equipment or one of our awesome local teams may bring their equipment and guide you along a real investigation if available. Yeah. So that's the fairy plantation. That's so cool. Yeah. We have witches. We have Indian burial Virginia. grounds. Virginia plantations. Okay. And it's a, so a fairy. It's, so it's right on the river. Yes. It's that's right so on cool. a river. Yeah. That Remember we're talking, I don't, maybe we did talk about this, but how water is a source of energy to bring out spirits. Yeah. So yeah. It's very go. true. That's so cool. So that's a fairy plantation. What you got, Nicole? I want to go across the water for you. Okay. Where are we going? We're going to the Kasha House of Kaimuki, Honolulu, Hawaii. Whoa. Have you ever heard of this? No. I have never. And this was so fun to research. Okay. Before we talk about the spooky tales of the Kasha House, let us discuss what exactly is a Kasha. Have yes, you, I've you, never heard okay. of Kasha, no. In Japanese mythology, Kasha translates to fire cart. Fire cart? Yeah, but it's Uh-oh. not that. Okay. Kasha is a type of bake neko or monster cat. Monster cat? Yeah, no, not the what you think it would be. It's not as cute as you think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, they're large and they tend to appear during rainy or stormy weather and often at night. Even though their name means fire cart, they do not use any type of vehicle, right? They live amongst humans and appear as house or feral cat. Oh. When a funeral service is taking place, they leap down from rooftops and show their true form, all while snatching corpses out of their coffins. What? Sometimes these kasha (laughs) are servants of hell, (gasps) where their job is to find and collect corpses of wicked humans and then taking them to hell for punishment oh my gosh so it's a cat version of a grim reaper yes however pumpkin are you one of those no pumpkin's way not this one because he's very sweet mostly Uh uh-huh they tend to either possess the dead bodies (gasps) like play with them like puppets oh no or the main reason they do this is to steal the corpses to eat (gasps) Kasha. Oh, no. So, our yes. story. <laughs> She's so excited right now. Because I love this story. Okay. Our story starts right after the end of World War II in mm-hmm. Kaimuki, Honolulu. 
Hawaii. Let's discuss a little history about Kaimuki, and I promise it will tie into the spooky haunted house. Okay. Okay. So Kaimuki means tea oven, T-I. Okay. And it's a reference to the legend of the Menehune cooking tea roots in the area. And this is, like I said, tea, T-I, a plant that was originally called ki and was considered to be sacred to the Hawaiian god Lono and the goddess of Hula, Laka. Okay. Modern times, it's most commonly used for laymaking. Okay. okay yeah, but it's yeah. also used by kahunas, also known as shaman or wise men, and clergy to sprinkle holy water to bless. Okay. Okay. The neighborhood of Kaimuki didn't really populate until the early 1900s. Okay. On to our story. Okay. The Kasha house is located on the corner, or was, on the corner of Ethan Harding and Kaimuki. And yes, these events that I'm going to talk about were written in their local newspaper. <gasps> and apparently the story is in the old police logbook. Oh, so this isn't legend. There's like paper trail for it. Yes. Oh, what I loved about good. this. 1942, police officers are called to the Kasha house by a woman who wouldn't stop screaming into her phone. She's trying to kill my children. Oh, no. The headline of the newspaper article, police called to shoe ghost from Kaimuki. (gasps) What? I know. Oh, this is good. (laughs) When the police arrived at the home, they found a 10-year-old boy. 18-year-old girl, and a 20-year-old girl sitting on a couch. These were the children of the woman who had called the police. All the family were shrieking and freaking out. Oh, my goodness. And the mother was also waving those tea leaves and sprinkling Hawaiian salt everywhere to dispel the ghosts of the evil entities. Right. Yeah. Okay. The claim is that the little boy had detected an odor of ghosts, which I was like, what is that smell? And I was like, it's got to be something that's like burnt. You know, like you think burnt. I think so. I think like musty. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, but if it's a caution, it's coming from. Oh, hell. yes. There you go. Apparently, it is common for people to be able to smell something different in the air prior to Kasha appearing. But that is when the ghosts or entities got really angry. I don't know if it's one or many and attacked the little boy. (gasps) The spirit then turned on the sisters where it tried to strangle them. Oh, no. However, the mother had mentioned to the police officers. This is kind of a side note, which was really weird. My husband who left me is to blame. Don't know why. What? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> if that like caused some juju or something what? but i don't know that was weird okay now the struggling chaos of the attacking kasha lasted for over an hour and a half <gasps> before they all called in kahuna the police called the kahuna and were able to escape to the mother's sister's home oh my goodness so wait okay the police there's saw a, something there's a invisible f- okay attacking. so it was invisible yes an invisible thing attacking the entity and they think it was the kasha attacking the kids wow yeah and the police couldn't do anything about it so they were like watching this unfold wow yeah that's and so they were like f this we're gonna get some priests yeah we're gonna get the family out of the house and we're gonna bless the house yeah yeah that i yes i'm like speechless (laughs) i don't know what to do i don't know what to do here because like Obviously, yeah, if you're in a situation where there's a bunch of supernatural And the police stuff can't even do anything like, about it. Uh, yeah. What do we do? Yeah. Yeah. For an hour and a half. That's for an hour and Wouldn't a half. Wouldn't you leave after 10 minutes? I least. think I would just sit in a corner and cry. <laughs> right? Because I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know what, what to, to do. do. Yeah, I would have left. <gasps> yeah. 
The end of the article on this states, as they left and sleepless neighbors gave thanks, the mother turned on the sergeant. The name was blacked out on the article. Look, you have goose pimples too. Ooh, why the is the, the mama article. being creepy? I don't know. Don't be creepy, mama. So that's where it starts, okay? Okay. 1942 <laughs> in, in this house, okay? 30 years later, another article appears in the local newspaper where police were called to supposedly the same house in (gasps) Kaimuki. I say supposedly because the address is not listed in the article nor on any other website, but we all assume it's the same house because the article states a police officer in a patrol car in Kaimuki got a late call called from three girls sharing a house, which the neighborhood considered haunted. Oh, yeah. We're all blaming that house. The events that unfold are straight up bonkers. Oh, no. (laughs) It's like a scene from a horror movie. Let's get into it. Okay. It started with hearing strange noises in the house as if someone was moving around and talking. Then one of the girls felt someone touching her arm as if it was a hand grabbing her. Oh, no, no, no. They decide it's time to leave. Yeah. That policeman is there at this point because they called him in. Okay. And they decide to stay with one of the girl's mothers. They're like, nope, we're not going to stay in this house. We're going to go. Yeah. And they want the policeman to follow them there so that they're protected in case something does happen. Right. Yeah. Now, the article mentions them driving down why, I can't say this. I'm so sorry. Why a lay? I'm going to say that. Mm-hmm. Avenue, please correct me if I'm wrong. I had to look at the map to confirm this. Okay. Sure enough, the Kasha house is only a block away, so it really could be the same house. Oh. Yeah. So I was like, wow. try to get some sleuthing on this neighborhood. Yeah. So soon after they left the house, though, the girls pull into a parking lot, and the policeman could see the girl in the middle of the front seat appear to fight someone off who could not be seen. What? And she looked as if she was being strangled. <gasps> I got chills. Oh, no. <laughs> The policeman books it out of his car to help this girl. Uh-huh. But in the policeman's own words. Yes. A big, strong, calloused hand that could not possibly belong to a teenage girl grabbed my arm and twisted it. <gasps> I radioed for assistance. Holy bajolies, Nicole. When backup came, the frightened police officer in the girl's car looked like the blood had drained from his face. <gasps> and he said, there's a ghost in that car. Oh, man. They all decided for the girl that was getting choked by unseen forces to get into the police car while the other two girls followed them in their, to their original destination. But as soon as she got into the car, the motor died and the patrol car would not start up again. What? No. Yep. She then was placed back into the girl's car. And when the other officer tried the motor... It immediately started. What? The article mentions <laughs> only two cars at this point, but I was confused reasoning it because I, I thought there were it was a second officer, second patrol car, but it doesn't talk about it. So I think somehow another police guy came, but there was just two yeah, because because there would ha- I feel like there would have to be three because it was the original car right. with the ghost in with it. the ghost so in they it. Moved the girl, the into the patrol car, right? One patrol and then car. the other two girls were in a different car. No, the girls were still sitting in their their car. The girls were still, the other two girls that were not being attacked were, they were still, still sitting, sitting in their in car. The ghost car. Yes. Why? Because they weren't being touched. 
they didn't i mean they're freaking out but they weren't being they weren't being haunted this one oh, girl was one being girl. picked on oh man mm -hmm. so what i know of the article there's just two cars so the two cars they finally got the patrol car started the other right. girl's back in her original car okay okay so there's three in that car so the two cars drove for about five yards only oh no when suddenly a door to the gar the girl's car flew open and the same haunted girl fell out onto the road no she was still seen grasping at her throat as if some unseen force was trying to strangle her. Holy crap. And even when the policemen tried to assist her, they couldn't pull her hands away. <gasps> no way. Now, this is where the article stops. Oh, no. That's not a good place to no, stop. No, I couldn't find anything else on it. Okay. This is on the website onlyinyourestate.com. And I wish there was more, but I couldn't find anything else on that article. <gasps> what so happened? I'm, assu I'm assuming she was fine. Okay. But that's all I had. But I just had to throw that one in there because it was Dude. insane. So I listened to um, the podcast Dark House. Okay. As they discuss in detail the Kasha house and even interview a few people, which was so cool. Oh. One person that actually lived in the house and even a native Hawaiian medium who had his own experiences in the Kasha house. Holy yeah. crap. It's fascinating. Why this one house? One house. I don't know. This one area. So just heads up to the house was apparently remodeled. Like they tore it down and now mm -hmm. it's like kind of like condos. Uh-huh. But in 2016, <laughs> the person that they interview mm -hmm. lives there and he didn't necessarily see anything, but he felt a lot of creepy things. He's got a cat that would like look at things that weren't there. Oh, and it was yeah. just real spooky. That always brings, raises the hair on the back of my neck whenever my animals stare at something. Yeah, yeah. And they're just staring. And then especially if my dog growls. Yes. Oh, I hate I that I don't like so that. Much. No. And they bark. Well, my dog barks at everything, which I yeah. love, but at the same time, I hate. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I, if anyone tries to come, he's going to yeah, bark. Yeah, he's but a yeah. dog. You'll know. Yeah. But like, yeah, when animals can detect something, yeah. I totally believe that. Oh, yeah. They're they're more sensitive. They yeah. have to be. So. They have to. Yeah. That's crazy. So Nicole. I don't want to spoil anything else. Yes. Okay. But go check out the podcast. Again, it's called Dark House and it's hosted by Alyssa Fiorentino and Hadley Mendelson. And they do a really cool job on this okay. house. But Kasha House. That sounds insane and right? now there's condos there yeah so it's like it's you can see it on a map i think it's just like it looks like a house uh -huh. but i think it's like split into like two townhouses or like a condo oh, area let's yeah. put more people in this yep. haunted space yeah and and everybody knows in the neighborhood like they know that's the haunted area so. oh that's so creepy <sighs> so kasha house are you going to this haunted house trick-or-treating for halloween nope no I, well i can't afford to fly to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> but if i ever do go i yeah. would totally Totally visit this neighborhood yeah. and I would try to see where this house is. Oh, that's creepy. Yes. I don't want to get choked, Nicole. No, nope, don't you do it. Don't choke me. No. Nope. All right. That's a good one. We're going back to the east side. Back to the east side. East, east side. East side. Okay. We are going to Massachusetts. Oh, I love Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. To a place called Fall River, Massachusetts. I've been there, I think. You have? I think. Okay. Well, no, I'm not to this house that you're probably going to say, but yeah. Okay. This is a very famous house in is Fall it? River, Massachusetts. Okay. Yes. Cool. It belonged to a family. Okay. There were two girls in the family. Their mother died. Their father remarried another lady. Oh. The girls felt very trapped inside their house. Uh-oh. And one of them may or may not have done something about it. <gasps> 
Is this, is this, is, is this? Is this who? Um, 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 X. Oh. Yes, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. <laughs> I have not been here. Okay. I want to go here. We are going. It is a bed and breakfast. I know. We can go stay we, there. We should. Yeah, that's on our bucket list. Okay. So Deal. Lizzie Borden house. <gasps> here we go. I'm so excited. I am so excited for this. Okay. So this is from LizzieBorden.com. All right. It shouldn't have happened here. In this austere raw bone structure on 2nd Street in Fall River, Massachusetts. Implausible that it occurred in broad daylight at one of the busiest times with horses, buggies, and street traffic only merely feet from the front door with the number 92 tacked to its column. Mm -hmm. And yet it did. <gasps> Two people, Andrew and Abby Borden, both in their golden years by that era's reckoning, were mercilessly hacked to death with a hatchet. Ugh. Abby, as she cleaned the upstairs guest room, and Andrew, as he lay napping in the sitting room couch downstairs. Not a sound had been heard by the myriad p pedestrians outside, but the house, now stained with blood, had witnessed it all. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, little history. Yes. And look, I have pictures. Oh, okay. pictures. Um, <laughs> I'm like. Morbid pictures. <laughs> Morbid pictures. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yay, pictures. No. <laughs> it's a picture of Abby on the ground. Oh, it's dead people. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So Andrew Borden bought the home in 1872 and immediately had it remodeled from a two-tenant dwelling into a place his small family could call home. He chose the house due to its pragmatic location, a short walking distance to his businesses on Main Street, one block over. It sat amid other businesses, horse stables, stores, a laundry, and a makeshift restaurant. Nice. Andrew's wife kept house and took pride in it, while his two daughters, Emma and Lizzie, looked about at the heavily floral-covered walls as a prison. Aww. A young Irish maid, Bridget Sullivan, was the only other inhabitant. There were no hallways in the house, with the exception of an upstairs landing. Hmm. One had to go through one room to get to another. As a result, locks abounded. What? Locks that would play an invaluable role in the murder mystery that would captivate the world after that fateful morning of August 4th, 1892. <laughs> Today, the house is just as it was. The furnishings retain their rightful place. The decor has been painstakingly duplicated and the original hardware and doors are still intact. Wow. Artifacts from the murder case are displayed while memorabilia from the era line shelves and mantletops. A visitor is literally transported back to that morning when a perfect storm of events culminated in a double murder. Mm -hmm. Borden was the daughter of a well-to-do businessman who married for a second time in 1865, three years after Lizzie's mother died. Mm -hmm. Lizzie was popular and engaged in charitable work. Her father, by contrast, was reputedly dour oh. and uh, parsimonious and parsimonious. I don't know what that <laughs> word is. <laughs> was a it's dour. A yeah. As well as eminently wealthy. Hey. And Lizzie and her elder sister, Emma, were ever at odds with him and their stepmother, often over financial matters. On a Thursday morning, August 4th, 1892, Mr. Borden left home to conduct his business, leaving in the house besides his wife, an Irish maid, Bridget Sullivan, mm. and Lizzie. Emma was away visiting somebody. On his return, he settled on a couch for a nap 
about 11.15 a.m., Lizzie, according to her testimony, Mm -hmm. discovered her father dead, repeatedly struck in the head with a sharp instrument. Upstairs, his wife's body was found even more brutally mutilated. Examination proved that her death had preceded her husband's by an hour or so. It was found that Lizzie had tried to purchase prussic acid, which is a poison, on August 3rd, going the way of the giggling granny. (laughs) But wait, like, is that for rat poison too then at that time? Well, no, because they used arsenic. They used arsenic. prussic acid? Prussic acid. I don't know. It was a poison. She tried to buy it on August 3rd, and a few days later, she was alleged to have burned a dress on in a stove. Ooh, I wonder why, right? Lizzie. Why are you doing this, Lizzie? Sullivan, who also had been suspected later that evening, reportedly left the house carrying an unexamined parcel. Oh, what's in that? What's in that parcel? I don't know. No weapon was found, though an axe found in the basement was suspected. Uh, too bad at that time they didn't have DNA testing. <laughs> right. <laughs> or like, or black lights. Right. Like, right. All the, see all the blood. Right. Lizzie was arrested and tried for both murders in June of 1893, but was acquitted. That's right. Given the circumstantial evidence. She was nonetheless ostracized thereafter by the people of her native Fall River, Massachusetts, where she continued to live until her death in 1927. And have more pictures. Woo! <laughs> and this is from the Herald News. Okay. Is the Lizzie Borden house haunted? Yeah. So we're going to get into the hauntings of the Lizzie Borden house. Right. And like I said, if you go to the website, lizzieborden.com, yeah. you can do, there's a live stream tour that you can do. <gasps> I like so that. So we can do that from, okay. from, from right now. It's free. So anybody can take a little live Kidding stream me. tour of it. No, it's That's free. That's so cool. And you can also book tours. Mm-hmm. It is a bed and breakfast. You can book to stay there overnight. Yes. I did find a TripAdvisor review of, of somebody who, which I'll, I'll get into okay. in a little bit here. Fun. Of somebody who stayed there. It has been featured on countless, oh, yes. countless paranormal research sites, mm-hmm. including our favorite Zach Bagans. So we'll get into his because it was really funny. I watched a bunch of clips of his investigation of it. Okay. And my favorite paranormal investigators, Ryan and Shane. (laughs) She's so excited. I love them so much. Nice. They investigated Lizzie Borden house as well. Nice. So it's, it's definitely on my bucket list and that's why I wanted to do it. Okay. I'll go back. Here are some of the hauntings. I've never been. We have to go to Salem. Yeah. Yeah. Salem is so cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll go. We'll go. Yeah. It's on our list. Ah, okay. uh, on our list. So is Lizzie Borden House haunted? Yes. Bel- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, 100% it is, yes. Yes. Believers in the paranormal claim the house is haunted by everyone from Abby and Andrew to the ghosts of two children murdered by their mother at a house next door what? in 1848. What? Have you heard about no. this? No. Relatives. I think it was, I, oh, I can't remember exactly how they were related. Okay. Relatives of the Bordens. Mm-hmm. The mother is said to have been possessed by a devil or by a demon. She drowned her two children in a well, and I think she killed herself right after that. What? Yeah. And she supposedly was related to the Bordens, like an aunt or something. Okay. Was related to the Bordens, and she had mentally had, had something snap. Or so, or possessed, and it kind of followed to Lizzie. I was gonna right? say, do you see that? She was possessed. 
Lizzie was possessed. Ugh, right? Creepy. Right? Okay. Right? Right? There is a pattern. Yep, there is man. a precedent here. Okay. Okay. So they believe that the ghosts of two children murdered by their mother at mm-hmm. the house next door in 1848 to Lizzie herself. Lizzie is said to also haunt the Borden house on a part-time basis, apparently. since <laughs> Part-time. Part-time. Just She's little. only there some of the time. Yeah. Since people claim Lizzie also haunts Maplecroft, which is her post-trial right. house on French Street. That's right. Yes. Okay. So here's a little quote from uh, a TripAdvisor review. Oh, fun. Okay. <laughs> I was told that if you leave money on the dresser, Andrew Borden will leave you alone at night. <laughs> <laughs> I love that quote. That's I thought that was so cute. If you su- it, that's Andrew Borden's room. So right. if you select his room to stay in and you would like to be left alone, just leave some money but for him. But if you want some like if you want to have some kind of um activity, then don't leave it, right? Right. Okay. Right. So the Lizzie Borden house was featured on the Travel Channel's TV show Ghost Adventures hey. in 2012, an episode that featured a tour guide claiming the ghost of Andrew Borden punched her in the back. Ow. Yeah. One of the girls of the owners of the house, there were two girls uh-huh. of the owners of the house, and I watched this in clips. I don't think I included this in the note. Said that her ear got tugged when she was looking at Abby's picture. She was like picking up some of the jewelry mm-hmm. in Abby's room, and her ear was getting <gasps> tugged. Isn't crazy. that crazy? So she won't go back in the house. Yeah, I wouldn't either. She's like, oh, I'm done. I don't need yeah, to go in here at I'm all. Done. Yeah, it's crazy. Although I think Zach convinced her to go back in. Oh. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So, because <laughs> Zach can sweet talk anybody into anything, right? Okay. So, get punch in the back. Some people claim to have heard noises of creaking or footsteps, children's laughter, and seen a ghostly face appearing on a wall in the basement. Mm. But many other people, including our former tu- other former tour guides, have spent time in this house without incident. Sure. I've slept in the house alone, in every room, on every floor. I've never seen anything, hmm. said Shelly Jijek. How do you say that? Do you, you had it. Jijek? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. I, I know. That's okay. She's a former longtime tour guide and employee. Okay. I've heard odd sounds once in a while. You could explain about 99.9% of them. When they put the air conditioning in, the house is honeycomb full of holes. So sound travels rather strangely. Sure. Right? People have checked out on me terrified. I've had to walk people to the bathroom. The dead don't hurt you. It's the living outside the window that you need to be worried about. I kind of agree with that. (laughs) That is very (laughs) creepily said, but I I like it. The house is owned and operated by U.S. Ghost Adventures, a company that stages ghost tours nationwide, including in downtown Fall River. The Lizzie Borden house also hosts ghost hunts in the house, where for $35, customers can roam through the house in the dark, searching for evidence of the paranormal. Um, Okay. Yes. The dark scares the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I, I mean... You have the lights on, sure, but if it's dark, like it's I mean, I like the dark sleeping in it. Yes. Right? I yeah. need it all dark now. Yes. But having to search for ghosts in the dark. Yeah, no. No, thank you. No, I want to see. I need to see. I need to see. But then my mind t- will start though, to race and think like things are doing things and they're not. 
Right. And yes. I think that's what I'll gets see people. shadows move. I'll see yes. things. My brain will, will do yes. that. But then I also, if, if there is enough light where I can see what's happening, I will also just close my eyes because it's too scary. So <laughs> I'm kind of like well, half and half. You're torn there. Huh? Yeah. That's funny. I, I guess I would like the option okay. of being able yes, to have my exactly. eyes open. Exactly. Okay. This is another trip advisor uh, review that okay. I, that I came across. So this was reviewed April 5th of 2010. This person who stayed there says, I love to travel, but I also love investigating the paranormal. Mm -hmm. I am a paranormal investigator with Eastern Paranormal Research. And this past weekend, I was invited by my girlfriend, who in addition to being in the Eastern Paranormal Research Group or EPR, is also a member of Paranormal Research and Investigation Society of Maryland to spend the weekend investigating the Lizzie Borden house, which is also a B&B. And then he goes into their stay. They arrived early and they were still giving tours of the house. They had to wait outside for a while. But when they were allowed in, it seemed like they had just stepped back in time. The house was decorated with period pieces, old fashioned wallpaper, pictures of the Borden family in every room and other paraphernalia on the famous murder case. Right. Mm -hmm. So all the rooms are quaintly decorated. He talks about what's happening in the decoration of the house and what the house looks like. And then he goes on to say there was plenty of paranormal activity in the house. Right. Mm -hmm. But that could have been because we were, I'm sure, being a nuisance to the Bordens with all of our equipment and questions. (laughs) Leave us alone. (laughs) Right. And then he says that they were encouraged to roam freely at night. As huh. soon as as soon as you were the only guest there, they're like, just go, go check out the house. Okay. Go explore. Fun. Dig up what you can. Yeah. So I'm ready to go. What about you, Nicole? Let's do this. Let's do this. That's crazy. So, yeah, that's the Lizzie Borden yes. house. Okay. So much Bucket fun. List. Bucket list. I want to go back to Massachusetts, so let's do it. I've never been, so let's go. Oh, you'll love it. The yeah. fall. The fall is so pretty. <gasps> With all the fall foliage. As when it's actually a fall weather. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, I miss fall weather. Me too. We get like one or two days in California, that's and that's it. kind of it. <laughs> and then it's like kind of winter, but not. It's yeah. miserable. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to end in your home state. <gasps> yeah. We're going to. Tejas. The Hill House. In Mineral Wells, Texas. Oh. Have you been or heard of No, Wells? I don't know this place. Okay. This is an infamously haunted house. Oh, no. It sits in Mineral Wells, Texas, right below a hill, where the current owners have been renting it out to people who wish to have a paranormal encounter. That looks crazy. The placement of the house is crazy. Up against a hill. Yeah. Haunted Hill House is what it is called, is featured on the Travel Channel's Portals to Hell <gasps> and Paranormal Declassified on Paranormal Files on YouTube, on Fright Club on Discovery Plus, oh my Rolling Stone Magazine, etc. Jeez. Experts have called it the most haunted house in the paranormal world. Oh, yeah. no, we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> Let's go into the history of this creepy home before we dive into the real spooky stories. Yes, let's. The A-frame house sits at 501 Northeast 1st Street in Mineral Wells. The background of the house varies from site to site. It's crazy. One site says the house was constructed sometimes in the 1840s by one of the first founding families of Mineral Wells. 
There is mentioning of Fanny Yeager Kyle and William Barclay Kyle as owners on the hauntedhillhouse.com, but I am not sure of the timeline since the house was used as a makeshift hospital between 1880 to 1929. Even though mm-hmm. the house website itself says Fanny built the house in 1890. So there's all these contradicting things everywhere, but we just know it's it's been around since right. the 1850s area. Yeah. But whatever the beginnings, the home was known for its healing wells. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. As original wells are still located on the property. One of the wells is actually inside one of the rooms. Whoa. In 1928, the 14-story, 450-guest-room Baker Hotel began construction that was just up the street, and then it was opened to the public in 1929. Apparently, once the Baker Hotel was up and running, Hill House became a brothel for wealthy oh, visitors. Hey, go Hill House. Hill House. It is rumored that one of the ladies at the brothel had a little boy. Information varies from website to website, but the consensus is he died when he was little, about six to eight years old oh, in the house. Poor kiddo. One website claims they found him hanging from a tree out oh, back. Oh, no. And supposedly there is now a hollowed out log where his body was found with a cross etched into the wood. Oh, but, no. Yeah, it's crazy. There's just some the rumors. It's the, like I said, the consensus is there's a little boy spirit in this house yeah. that I'm going to get to. Okay. But he either was hung or hanged himself or he died in the house. Right. The oh, original, yeah, their website even says like he was like kind of deformed because it was born to a prostitute. Yeah. Buddy. So they hit him a lot. So I don't know, but. Well, they probably hit him a lot because it was a brothel and you it don't was want kids in the brothel. Exactly. After the brothel area, not sure really who owned the home. The hauntedhillhouse.com history claims former owner Deborah Renfro died on the property due to a flu outbreak. And another rumor is that in the 1970s, a devil worshiping satan- satanic death cult moved into the house. Oh, no. I would take that with a grain of salt, but who knows? Yeah. 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 There are more rumors, though, of murders and rituals. So many paranormal investigators want to visit daily. Yeah. We move on to Catherine and Sonny Estes. They were avid ghost hunters in their spare time. And in 2017, they saw the Hill House was selling after they had seen photos of apparitions. Some paranormal investigators showed them. Whoa. So at first, the asking price was $180,000. That's it. $180,000. Okay. But then okay, it reduced to $80,000. And what? they immediately bought it. Yeah. You're right? I would buy it for $80,000. That's like nothing for us in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since then... They've had over 10,000 people visit and stay at the home. Wow. And almost all have experienced something paranormal. Yes. Well, okay. Because of the springs, we know Olaf told us that water has memory. Water has memory. (laughs) Right? That's right. Water will carry the the energy. There you go. And it's in the house, right? The springs are in the house. They're in the house. And the brothels are always haunted. Always. Always. Always what carry is that? terrible energy. Well, yeah. those poor women, man. Yeah. Kathy Estes mentioned on the TexasBucketList.com that about 50% are able to make it through the night. Whoa. Including professional paranormal teams. <gasps> they do leave as well. 
I think that they're used to hearing voices on equipment and on cameras and not in their own ear. And that's called AVP, which is audio voice phenomenon. And they're used to listening to EVPs. EVPs. Oh, that's that's creepier if you hear that whisper in your ear. Has that ever happened to you? No. Oh, it's happened to me. Well, okay. I was was, I'd save this for like my England episode, but real quick, Uh when I was a little kid, uh huh, I was playing hide and seek. I lived on a a military base, right? Okay, and it was in Oxford, England. Yes. And uh, I was playing hide and seek with my little my friend, my best friend who lived next door, and I went into my shed in the Uh backyard, and it was really quiet and dark. Uh huh. And all of a sudden, I heard chanting. <gasps> and it was very faint. What? And then it got louder. Oh, no. And it was getting louder and louder. And it sounded like monks chanting. What? And I booked it from there. And I was like, yeah. nope. And I left. And I told my friend. I was like, you need to come in here and listen with me. Because I, I don't want to be like I'm crazy. Right. She comes in there with me. She doesn't hear anything for a while. She starts to hear it. <gasps> Nicole! <laughs> That's crazy. No radios. So you have had an AV. I've experience. had an AV. Well, and it could have been a residual. That's what I'm guessing what that was. Yeah. Because England's old. Monks. It's yeah. in Oxford. Yeah. I don't I was trying to find the history. I was like, Dad, you have to help me. You yeah. tried helping me figure yeah. out there's churches. There's really old churches outside in Oxford, but mm-hmm. on that land there wasn't really anything. But it could have been like, I don't know, a long, long time That's ago. So crazy awesome. So I've had a AVP, it. but residual avp i'm gonna guess okay it wasn't like nicole no not calling me in my ear because then i would have really had a heart attack Uh (laughs) so no have you yes (gasps) what did you have i've people saying angela angela so me thinking that nope it's somebody calling me this happened when i was younger and i was at my parents house like because i was a kid i was growing up and I would hear somebody saying, Angela, and I'd be like, what do you want? And then they'd say my name again. And I'd be like, oh, get up and go try to find like where they mom, are. Right? I'm the only person home. <gasps> so nobody's there. And that, that happened multiple times. Did me you sage up. your house? I mean, you're little. You probably didn't know I was even little. No, that. I didn't know. I just didn't like to be home alone. alone. Yeah. But, oh, that's so scary. Yeah. And I always kept like my cats with me yeah. or a dog or yeah. you know, had an animal with me oh at all gosh. times because it was, you know. It happened enough that I did. Was it happen all out. your your childhood? Mm-hmm. It happened a lot. <laughs> That's not cool, man. <laughs> Angela, <laughs> all the time. Now I'm doing that. It's going to start happening again. Don't say that. <laughs> sage the shit out of your house. I know. Okay. I, I have. They'll be sage number oh, three. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I'm so sorry. Let's go on with our story. So that's really scary. AVP and EVP. Okay. Mm -hmm. There are also testimonies of hearing growls in the house. (gasps) No. And not only are people hearing things, they are being attacked. Researchers and paranormal enthusiasts have been scratched, bitten, burned, and even things carved into people's faces. In their faces faces in their faces oh no if that happens if we go there and i get i'm that, not going that would there make for this. Me leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah that yeah. would be me leaving yeah if i get any my if i get touched car? no if i even get touched i'm gone You're i'm like, sorry Peace. no i'm gone nope i'm out even Catherine and Sunny won't stay overnight in the house anymore. <laughs> she was interviewed by wfaa abc news in texas last year and she stated I won't sleep in this house. I have in the past, and that's when I was attacked. <gasps> They're not spirits. 
They're entities. They're bad things. Oh, no. The most well-known on-camera event that happened took place in the bedroom upstairs, which is apparently the oldest part of the house. Catherine claims it is haunted by a spirit called Dr. Jaeger. Dr. Jaeger? Yeah, no idea. One night, a guest was lying on the bed in the room and started taunting the entity. No. Nope. Suddenly, she was pulled off of the bed by an unseen force. <gasps> a year later. This is all on tape. This is on video. Oh, man. A year later, the same woman visited the house in the same room, and she was scratched so badly that blood had soaked through her shirt. What? Yeah. What? Why did she come back? <gasps> The WFAA crew that interviewed Catherine Estes also had some chilling incidents in the house. No. no. They said that in the middle of the interview, they heard the front door handle rattle. Eddie checked, uh, Eddie or Sonny, they, they call him Eddie sometimes. I don't know which his real name, but oh, okay. it's, the, it's the other owner. Uh, Eddie checked the security footage and no one ever neared the door or the house. Right after this, the crew heard scratching noises in one of the main bedrooms. No. Once everything was off and the crew was about to leave, they heard a demonic growling that other visitors had described. Oh, no. Now, okay, I don't want to go to this house I don't, now, Nicole. This, this is a this very is, creepy house. This is not fun hunting. No, it's not fun. Yeah. Let's talk about how the house is laid out. Okay. They've given names to each room, which is crazy. Downstairs, the first floor has the shadow man room. No. The scratcher room, <gasps> the front bedroom, and carousel room. Carousel room. I'll explain all these. Okay. Shadow man room is named this because, you guessed it, a shadowed apparition of a man has appeared to people visiting. Dude. And someone was apparently bitten while sitting on the bed. Dude. In the scratcher room, yes. Tourists complain of being scratched or bitten by unseen entities. Stop it. Right? Kathy and Sonny say that this is what remains of the gambling parlor and that William Willie Lester is the one who scratches people. Supposedly, they found his death certificate and traced the property ownership documents back to him. Mm. Um, my little parentheses. When the show Portals to Hell visited, they took a photo of the license for prostitution that hangs in the scratcher room as well. Oh. It was real. It says license for prostitution oh gosh it's crazy you need to like get rid of stuff and no they exercise the house everything no they want to keep it i don't know why well i know why money money the carousel room has a small toy carousel that people say cause headaches or nausea when trying to operate it oh and kathy claims she found pentagrams scratched into the wooden floor in this room under the vintage carpet mm -hmm. she said she tried to erase these but there are still smudges of them in the wood no the front bedroom houses a demon named toby oh <laughs> he visits other rooms but is usually located in this room i know <laughs> there is video evidence of toby looking through a crack in the door at the owners and could be the demon that was raised by the cult Oh, they say his no. name is Toby because his name rings out all over the house. And on video, they've captured it saying, I'm a demon. I'm Toby. No. On Who, video. Why is there a demon named Toby? I don't know. He likes that name. It's like so happy. It reminds me oh, of um, Toby. <laughs> it reminds me of the is it insidious. Is the, the one with the demon that's like the tiptoe through the tulips. Yeah. Tiptoe through the tulips. Wouldn't he be named Toby? Oh, right? okay. no. 
Upstairs is officially Toby's room where Demon Toby is always there. There's also Joshua's room, which is the boy of that prostitute that died on the property. The Haunted Hill House website also shows Emily's room upstairs, the suicide bathroom. No. And the axe room, which could very well be the front room, but has changed names since the Portals of Hell show aired. I don't know for sure, but they have it now as the axe room. Dude. Yeah, I know. That should be at the Lizzie Borden house. <laughs> right? Next room. Another experience that has publicized uh, that was publicized was by Shane McAuliffe for the TexasBucketList.com. He explains their experience and even has a YouTube episode about the visit. They were shown how to use some of the equipment when searching for paranormal entities and heard some EVPs like grab me a beer what? and save us <gasps> at 1 a.m. They heard something that sounded like growling. They went upstairs to investigate, but then heard an EVP that upon further review sounded like grab their hair. (gasps) No. And soon after that, they were ready to leave. But both him and the photographer heard get out coming from Toby's room. They tried debunking all their experiences, but they couldn't. Oh, man. Haunted Hill House will provide a team of investigators to help visitors, okay? And you can stay overnight. The price uh-huh. over an overnight investigation is not for the faint-hearted. Uh-oh. Weeknights will cost you $450. Oh, no. Weekends cost $550. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. And that's that, the Haunted Hill House. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want to go there. Those are not it's friendly not, ghosts. It's not haunted by ghosts. It's demons. It's demons. Yeah, no, we don't do demons. That is a portal. That is, oh, I don't like it. Right? I don't like it. I just don't understand. I mean, I I do. Again, it's money, obviously. But it's like you keep this house open. You're not going to stay in it. You rent it out to paranormal investigators. You're getting scratched and bitten. Yeah, I feel like there's lawsuits. Right? That that are not worth it. I think you have to sign waivers, I'm guessing. I'm sure you do. They but ha- if you're going to get hurt in a house, Ugh, like if that's I don't a like it. possibility, yeah. like, no, I'm not going. I'm, I'm sorry. Not I'll take a picture there. outside. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> like, and if you want to peer in the window, Toby, yeah. just yeah. wave. Just wave. I'll be safe over here. Yeah, I'm not going to come, come in your house. Nope. <laughs> so. Oh, I don't like that one, Nicole. Mineral Wells, Texas. Yeah. Let's not go to there. That is not on our bucket list. No. But if you guys have been to any of these places that we've talked about, please let us know. We want to hear your stories. Yes. Drop us a line at theominousstitch at gmail.com and connect with us. We want to hear from you guys. Where have you been that was haunted? Yeah. Let us know. Oh my gosh. This was a crazy story time. But you ready for fun movie time? I'm ready for fun movie time. Let's go to movie time. Movie time. This week's movie is so much fun for what's coming up here around the corner. Yes, it is. Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat was released in 2007. It got six point stars in IMDb. Now, before I give you the synopsis. Yes. This is all spoilers. Spoiler alert. If you have not seen this movie, 
go see it for ha- for for Halloween because it's the perfect Halloween movie. You can right? rent it on YouTube That's for right. three bucks. Oh, I rented it on Amazon. On Amazon, yeah, I got it on YouTube, YouTube. for three okay. bucks. Yeah, so three dollars. Yeah, we paid the same. Yeah, so go see this before you hear it if you have not seen it yet. Okay, it's fun. It's so it's much a fun. Perfect Halloween movie, guys. I love it. I love this movie. Okay, so the synopsis. Ready? Yeah. Five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin might have just met the guy for her. (laughs) A group of teenagers pull a mean prank. Uh A woman who loathes the night has to contend with her holiday-obsessed husband. And a mean old man meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick-or-treater. Yes. So Angela, it was so fun. Did you I, like this movie? I loved it. This is like, I feel like this should be a Netflix. Yes. It should be on Netflix during Halloween time. Netflix put it back on there. Yeah. It was on there one time. Yeah. Yeah. This is a perfect Halloween movie. I love this movie. It's, it, it's exactly what you expect. It follows the trope. So yep. you're not really surprised by much, but I mean, There's there, some are, fun there are some really fun tie-ins yeah. and fun twists. Yes. It's fun. It's yeah. just fun fun when I first saw this I didn't know anything going into it yeah and that's what I actually liked because not you didn't knowing know anything, that the stories were all gonna yeah, come together yeah. interweaved and yeah. oh it was so fun and, and it's kind of told in comic booky style yes like that's Tales really from the fun. Dark Side almost yeah, right yeah um what was your favorite one? Oh, I don't know I had I had elements of all of them that I that the, I okay. loved yeah me too they, they were that were just so fun okay the, I'm gonna say the Anna Paquin yeah Okay, you guys know Anna Paquin. Yep, True Blood. True Blood. <laughs> so you can guess what kind of thing she turned, like well, what kinda. happens in her story. Yeah. I was like, but okay, I was kind of confused by that because there okay. were also werewolves too. So they were She like, is a werewolf. Did you not get that? Well, I thought she was a vampire. No. Okay, she's a werewolf. They're all werewolves. Okay. The rent of the litter. Oh. oh. Yeah, they're werewolves. I was stuck on her being a vampire because of True Blood. No, Even though no. she's not a vampire in True I Blood. I know. That's well, okay. It's okay. She's yeah. There's vampires, in there. but yeah, no, because you hear the howling. That's them. Yeah, that's all them. Uh, They're turning it, got into got it, got it. Werewolves. werewolves. She's a werewolf, and and I think you're confused because her sister and all her her friends turn into the the werewolves. Yeah, but, but she, she never does. Shed her clothes. Yeah, her. she just her teeth come in because they want to keep her pretty. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That makes sense. Okay. And it was her first time. And it was her first time. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. That was fun. The, the, yeah. The mean, the mean kids. The mean kids. That, that whole was a good story. story. Oh, that was so scary. I thought that was such a great like campfire. It was. Story. There's every single thing that you want in a scary movie happens. Yes. You have slasher moments. Mm-hmm. You have redemption moments. Mm-hmm. You have. Spooky paranormal. Spooky paranormal moments. Mm-hmm. You have um, the cryptids. Cryptid. Yeah. That's right. And. It's it's got like Everything. every element. You have the the tricks where it's like, oh, that was just a joke. It wasn't really paranormal, and then something paranormal does jumps happen up after at that. you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have the jump scares. Yep. You have the moments of redemption. You have all kinds of crazy twists and turns and right and serial killers and odd creepy things that happen that just it's make so you laugh. Much fun. It's fun. So real quick, I was gonna tell you. Okay, so before us splitting our two real true haunted houses episode i was gonna go into true halloween creepy stories yes there was one where they all thought in this neighborhood i forgot exactly where it was but they came out and they saw uh, a body and they're like oh that's a really good 
decoration. Yeah, it's a really good decoration. It's a really good decoration. Uh-huh. And it turned out it was real. It was <gasps> she hanged herself outside. Oh. And so that's so all night long people thought it was a decoration, yeah. but it was a real person. It was that a real person. <gasps> and it was just out there. And there's also another haunted house where someone tried to show like they, they were doing this big like hayride thing. Yeah. And the guy had practiced really hard to like hang that uh, pretend to hang himself on the hayride. It went wrong. And he totally and he hanged actually, himself. Oh no. So any all these true stories reminded me though of the first one with Leslie Bibb. Leslie Bibb Bib. from mm-hmm. Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Leslie Bibb when she's like he finds her. Uh-huh. I was like, that's so creepy because yeah. that's that's happened. So yeah. yeah. So cre- oh. well not like someone killed them and put them up, but you know. Yep. Anyway. Pretty girl gets it at the very beginning. Yes. Yeah. I love that's that. Great. I love and it. And then Sam, the yeah. so the little you, you demon. go to, to costume stores, you're gonna mm-hmm. see that now a lot more. Yeah, that it's little so costume. Cool. Yeah. That's creepy. I like that so much. It was so fun. Right. And the little twists and little tie-ins and how everything interweaves. It's it's so much cool. fun. It's so it's just fun. Yeah. If you haven't seen Trick or Treat, go see it. It's like the modern tales of the dark side movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, what stitches would you give this movie? So what IMDB had it at six. Six something. Uh, I'm gonna go higher than that. I'm yeah. gonna say like seven and three quarters, maybe. <laughs> Very it was accurate. Fun. I know. Well, not quite an eight. Not but quite it was, an eight. It okay. was fun. Like yeah. I would definitely watch this every Halloween. Every Halloween, it it's a tradition. tradition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could agree. This is a tra- tradition. Yeah, I would give it seven stars. Yeah, yeah. or seven and a half. Seven there you go. Half. I'll get close to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a really quick movie review, well, but it was it's just I we I can't really give too much about it. I feel like it's just you got to watch you the movie. You got to watch the movie. We highly recommend watching it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. All right. Oh, that was a good episode Yay. this week. Yay. Halloween. Halloween. Go out trick or treating. Enjoy yourselves, please. Let us know how your Halloween went. Yeah. Give us a drop us a line at any of our socials, any social, any socials or the ominous stitch at gmail.com. Yes. And come be a patron. We're starting our patron. Yeah. Page. Check out our website. We're going to have the video ready for you guys soon here. But yeah, check out the patrons. Please join us. We do this podcast all by ourselves. All by ourselves. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot I mean, of work. It, yeah, it's a lot of work <laughs> and a lot of yarn. Yes, a lot of yarn. So please join us and we'll try to release you some some patron episodes some some secret YouTube episodes. Yes. We'll do shout outs. We for will you. do shout outs. We love shout outs. Yeah, that would be great. And we'll even make you something. Yeah, something homemade. Yeah. All right. Well, that was another great episode. Yes, it was. So that being said, we'll see you, Stitchers. Happy Halloween. Uh-oh.